Okay, welcome along to another episode of Fundamental Golf. Um, tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Andrew Law, who I, I'm not going to introduce him myself. You can give yourself a little introduction in a second, Andrew. And obviously, we've got Emma as well. Say hello, Emma. Hello. Yes. And, hello, everyone. And Andrew. Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Bruni, sure. Uh, thanks, Ben. And hi, Emma. Um, hello, Drew. I am just by my own here because I, I troll you guys on Instagram, so that's always fun. <laughs> the first time I've seen Ben not wearing Nike, so thanks, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I told him not to. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually yeah, actually yeah. May today. Oh, Tom, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and full transparency, uh, Emma and I have known each other for probably... 15 years because she used to coach my daughter when my daughter was just a tiny little thing and right up into to Will. So we've always kept in touch and I was always grateful for that. So today I am the managing director for Adidas Golf. So I'm responsible for the golf category for Adidas in Europe, Middle East and South Africa. Um, up until three years ago, um, I was the commercial director at TaylorMade Golf, or what we call TaylorMade Adidas Golf. So Adidas owned the TaylorMade brand from, I think, about 1999. <clears throat> I had a lot of successful years with the brand, but it divested of TaylorMade in 2017 only because clubs is not the core business of Adidas. Adidas is basically t-shirts and sneakers. So we sold um, TaylorMade in 2017 to a private equity American firm. But I used to head up the commercial business, so um, sales, bit of marketing across Europe. And then when we split, I stayed with Adidas to head up our golf business in Europe, Middle East and Africa. And we're based in amazing Stoke, Hampshire. <laughs> Good old amazing Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever travelled to that part of the world. Uh, is it a nice place? It's it's uh, that's why it's called Amazing Stoke. It's pretty amazing. Oh. We're actually <laughs> about five hundred yards, so a sort of Bryson DeChambeau drive away from TaylorMade. So yeah, it's amazing where they are, and we move just further down in the same uh, industrial park. And uh, we're still good friends with the folks at TaylorMade, but we've got nothing to do with them anymore. Well, I was just about to ask that. You, you surely have got to still be good friends with them in terms of, because some of the athletes are obviously involved in both of you, aren't they? TaylorMade mm. and Adidas. Um, well, quite a few of them, actually. Some of the big ones as well. It's true. Yeah. It's true. A lot of people, I, I, I'm only on Instagram. I, I don't do Twitter. <laughs> I find Twitter. angry so yeah. I, think, uh, I, I stick to Instagram and I, and I always I like to look at what people are saying about brands and players and, and products and so on and a lot of people still associate TaylorMade with Adidas and Adidas with TaylorMade um, but you know we've got people like Xander Schofiller who's who's a Callaway guy uh, we still get DJ World number one who is still very much a TaylorMade guy um, Sergio um, Adidas, he was TaylorMade, he went to Callaway, I think he's doing his own thing. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, um, England's finest. Um, I think he's sixth in the world now. Hasn't had the best of the weeks the last couple of tournaments, but really special player. And he's with Pink. 
So we cross all the brands now, but the golf industry is a is a small, um, tight-knit kind of cottage industry each other. And, uh, yeah, we're still very friendly with the guys at TaylorMade, not least because I, I still need new equipment from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't did, we all? <laughs> I did change. I'd be, uh, exactly. Is that why you invited me on? Um, <laughs> no, I have no, one club in my bag that's not TaylorMade. <laughs> There's one What's club that? in my bag that's not TaylorMade. What is it? What would you think? What would you guess? I would say that's probably putter. Because I know you. Yes. I, yeah. I always, uh, I always fancied a Scotty Cameron. So a Scotty in my bag, but the, the the rest of the product is uh, Simmax Driver Fairway Rescue and this P790 irons. Yeah, we've pretty much got exactly the same bag, haven't we? Looking at yeah, it, have... it was like identical. <laughs> that's incredible. I am. Um... I had 790s, but not the, the latest version. The 2017, did they come out in 2017? I had those. 2018, um, I think it was, Ben. And so do I. I don't like changing my clubs too often. Um, and I've recently... I, up made, I had to change them every year, the latest model. And I, I, I'm I quite happy to stick with what I've got for a bit longer now. No, that's fair. That, you, just, you get used to them, don't you? If they're working, exactly. there's no point. Exactly. I, I find this... I know you'd probably say different in terms of possibly say different. I see some of the boys that they change their clubs year in, year out, and they're on this conveyor belt. And I'm like, surely you need to hold on to them for a little bit to, to figure them out. Because I certainly do anyway. And I'm not even that good at golf. So it's just, it's, um, <laughs> well, it's one of we, we love people who change. Oh, uh, of course you do. <laughs> because it keeps us in a job. So God yeah. bless all of you, anyone that's watching, please buy new product keeps all those buffers in the in the golf industry in a job but there's an interesting point there um and it's something we used to get challenged with a lot at TaylorMade why do you bring out product every year a new driver every year mm -hmm. yeah but the reality is and you know a couple of um caveats first I haven't been with TaylorMade for over so perhaps their philosophies change and I've never worked for Callaway or, or Titleist or Ping um, but the, the philosophy with the hardware brands is when they bring out a new product they are not targeting specifically the person the golfer who bought their product last year they're actually targeting the person that bought product maybe three, four, five years ago. Because unless you're a really sort of cat one nerd golfer that dials in every number, there's very, very little difference year on year. There should be a slight improvement every year, but, but you're really only going to see that if you're a, a real proper cat one golfer with a track man or something at home or access to. And so... We, we found that people change their irons every um, five years and their driver every four years on average. So really when Taylor, Callaway, Titus, Ping and others are, are, are marketing the product, they're aiming at those guys that's had them for two or three years. It doesn't mean that if you bought it last year, you don't buy, you don't get into the next one because you might like the color, you might like the sound, 
the thing I'll tell you the thing about golfing consumers, golfing consumers are smart. They can't be, they can't have the world pull, pulled over their eyes. And for mm. companies, there's especially the hard goods brands, there's nowhere to hide because you know when you get a new product, take it and you use your flight scope, your track man, or whatever you're using, or whoever coach you're going to, and you see the numbers and you see the distances and, and, and all the angles, and, and, and then you might like the look of it, and you might like the sound of it or not. So golfers are very discerning in, in their purchase. And more than ever, they can't be fooled because no, you can't hide from the numbers. And that's assuming that most golfers will be fitted. And if they're not, they should be. Uh, yeah. Find the truth there. And I was on a, on a plane journey to the States a couple of years ago, and the guy next to me was a mad keen golfer. He was over in business, but he was going to the Walker Cup, which was on in, I think it was on an LA country club, Riviera, I think. And he said to me, right, okay, you don't work for TaylorMade anymore. Who's the best? And I said, in all honesty, and I stand by this today, for me, there's four superpowers. TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, Ping. And they all make really good products. I know how much research and development goes into TaylorMade. Know the guy that heads it up is is actually a rocket scientist, a physicist. So I know the the the. That's cool. That is that's really. It is, cool. and yeah. he's into his R and D, and he's into his, his physics and everything. So I, I'm very comfortable uh, knowing that you know Taylor made put a lot into product, but all the brands do a good job, and that and that's there's other brands of course, Cobras, PHG, Wilsons, and so on. Uh, they all make pretty good product, but I believe those four are the superpowers in golf. Um, is that just because of the the amount of of amount the amount of research that goes into those big brands? Is that just because they they just do it a lot of it? Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they do, and they've, they've got departments set up, research and development departments set up with a lot of uh, very scientific testing conditions. Because, and here's the thing with the tour players, there's a sort of a Moneyball philosophy. You've seen the movie Moneyball uh, with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that philosophy was introduced to golf a few years ago. So if you say to a, if you say to a professional golfer on tour, you're hitting on average your drives 290 yards, and with your second shot in, on average you're getting within 12 feet of the, the hole. Let's just say those numbers. They're hypothetical, making them up. With this new piece of equipment, if we can get that 290 to 293, that means you'll get within eight feet. And if you get within eight feet, we know you make X number of putts from eight feet, more than you do with 10. And if you do that consistently, you'll make X amount of more money. So they can dial down. And again, it comes back to what was saying originally about the, the very subtle differences between one product year on year but those guys on tour will they'll take a yard yeah um you and i are looking for 10 yards uh, these guys will take a yard because they know they'll get closer to the pin with their second shot in a par four so but i guess that's why if they're if the manufacturers are kind of targeting people every four or five years if a driver comes out and you get an extra two three yards 
by four or five years time that's your 10 15 yards that that person wants I guess very much so Emma very much so that's exactly that was, I think that was the question that got asked what is why do they seem to keep bringing things was, out but I'm guessing that asked, it's the same right? yeah yeah it's, it's, I, it's the same with mobile phones Tyler and everything Thompson. isn't it Right. What's his name, sorry, Ben? Uh, Tyler Thompson. He wants to know yeah. why they're bringing out clubs every year. Uh, does it render the driver I bought last year obsolete, was the question. And I I wanted to reply and say, obviously not. But at the same time, it's good to have an insight. No, I, th I, th do you know what? I think it's a really fair question. Uh, and like I say, we used to get asked that a lot. But no, your driver, if you just bought it last year, the technology will be very, very close. It's performance yeah. minusculely. Different from from this year's. Um, every now and then, something comes out that changes the whole game. And I was part of, very much part of Taylor Made when we launched Rocket Balls, White Driver, and mm. you, first driver, you, first driver. It was such a good product. The three wood went, and I think every now and then you get one of those. It's just like wow, that's yeah. the difference. Um, and I think we had over 50% market share. So uh, almost, you know, one in every two drivers we bought in that year, which I'm going to say was about 2011, thereabouts, um, was, was a rocket balls. And that was phenomenal. But I've got a buddy who was playing, full disclosure. Do you remember the TaylorMade, it was called the Slider, but it was SLDR? Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember I that product one. we ever made. Yeah, First it was product gold by gold. far. It was, yeah, yeah. Difficult to hit, and I've got a buddy who plays off 18 still with, and I was like, mate, you've got to get up to date. Yeah. He got into a, he got into Sim Max last year, and he loves it. He's, he's yeah. Gets off the team. It's easier to. But don't you just find it bizarre when people do moan and it, they do get a bee in their bonnet? But like I said, it's like they'll get the new iPhone or new Samsung every two <laughs> years and pay 1,500 quid for it. Yeah, a driver at four fifty five hundred pounds, they rage because they think their driver's not going to be worth anything. Yeah, but they kind of hate paying Apple as well. You know, it's kind of one of those yeah. marketing's created in such a way that you know that the demand is strong. You know, yeah. it's a sport, and the, the the exciting thing about golf is, although most of us don't play a game anything like the guys and girls on tour, we aspire to. You know, it's, it's yeah. the same as where it's Lionel Messi or Ronaldo playing football. I could never play football anything like them, but we aspire to be something like them. Yeah. And that's a kind of cool thing about golf. So the product comes out, we create demand, people dent it, but love it at the same time. So It's, um, it's a funny one. Like golf is one of the only sports that I know that um, you can kind of walk in those professionals' footsteps. So you sure. can, it's it's really achievable to go and play it with some of these golf courses, like you said about Pebble Beach earlier on. And yeah. you can stand in the same places as all these people are, and you can use mm -hmm. the same tees at them, oh. well, most of the time you can. And you can then really judge yourself against that. And you can't do that in many other sports. You can't rock up to the, the new camp and, uh, with all your mates <laughs> and go, yeah, come on, we're going to have a kick about <laughs> or whatever you. <laughs> yeah. And on the and one more point on top of that, I don't know any other sport in terms of, individual sport like like golf where you where you do invest so much money into the equipment around you that do you mm. understand what i mean like, like you are focusing so much it makes so much of a difference on your game that you're in that i know there's the games like sailing and stuff like that but in terms of football you just got your yeah. boots and, you, and a football or what have yeah. you and that's it you're on your way aren't you and 
But if you've, got, know, if you've got to um, have all the gear. You touch on a very, very pertinent and interesting point, which I think you know, lends itself more to Emma. Um, because when I joined Adidas in 1994, I think it was 12 or 13. And obviously, <laughs> the day, the night before I joined, there was a, there was a documentary on TV, which was about the Predator football book. It was a guy called Craig Johnson from Liverpool Football Club who had helped develop this book with Adidas that had rubber fins and you could curve the ball. Mm -hmm. And it literally the next day in April uh, 94. And, but the reality is, as you say there, if you're playing rugby, I know you played rugby, um, and I've seen the pictures, it's not pretty sight. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, you know what, but you know the boots you want. You might have seen Dan Carter or, you know, Will Greenwood. Oh. You thought, I'll have them. Funny you say that. I had Predators. I had the the Adidas 915s, they were called as well. Right. But I used to, I used to get the Mickey taken out of me because the 915s are for the backs and I played right. hooker on number eight. So I was like wearing 915. Why are you wearing those? And I'm like, Flanker was cool. the big boot I like used to them. sell. Do you remember the Flanker? Yeah. Do, they, 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 loads of them. Those... I tried those and I found them too clumpy because obviously I'm light on yeah. my feet being 22 stone. Um, so <laughs> so it, I, I went for the 915s and Predators and all the colours. I absolutely loved them and all my friends loved them as well. But that was so, a, so, you knew, so you knew what you wanted? You knew how much they cost? Absolutely, yeah. One of them are 10 or cheaper in one shot versus another. But you did. You could walk in and say, here, I'm looking for a pair of 915s, size whatever. Boy would bring them out. Quick try on. We're off. Different in golf. In golf, yeah. we the power of the pro and the coach, whether it's a retail pro or a coaching pro, over the consumer. Golf's not easy. We're reliant on what the, the pro tells us. And if he says you need this shaft, this loft, do this, do that, overwhelmingly we do it once we, we build a, a level of trust with them. And that means that the golfer's always looking for something to give them a little bit or have a little bit better edge in their game. And the pro is the person with the power knowledge of golf, unlike the sports shop. I, I, I like those football boots, I'll buy them. You don't, I don't need to know about them, I'm off. Golf's different. And that also um, lends itself to a lesser extent on clothing and footwear. And it's more around the person will look at what the pro in the shop or, or, or the, the good golfers in the course will wear and, and they'll want a part of that as well. And again, golfers are discerning. They'll know if the product feels um, right for them, fits right for them, gives them the stability and so on and so forth. You know, golfers, golfers are nerds and that's a good thing because they like spending yeah. the game. Uh, yeah. yeah, we are all. But they also the, like their similar brands, though, as well. Don't don't you think that, like, there is and there's a set, yeah. certain golf shoe that they like, and there's certain like polo shirt they like, a certain material, certain color. And I think they we are brand kind of geeks. That yeah. if you find a brand you like, you're gonna go, gonna spend a bit more money on it, and you're gonna kind of okay, I'm gonna buy the collection. I've got like yeah. this polo shirt and color and the same polo shirt, but because if you know it fits well. Yeah, you're going to pay that extra money. I would, I would say. Hundred percent. I don't know if that's I, I would absolutely yeah. agree with that. Like, uh, I know there's not many guys that play golf that are my size 
However, it is hard, hard at times to find stuff that fits. And the amount of times I get stuff delivered from all the brands, because I try it. I know you so, you see me wear Nike quite often, but that's <laughs> only because it fit. I know it fits well. Yeah. <laughs> so the amount of times I get stuff delivered and I'm like, oh, I've got to send it back, I've got to send it back. Yeah. And I know that's not the brand's fault because there's not many lumps like me playing golf. <laughs> but it comes down to even, even the hats, everything. So we're looking at, even if you take my hat now, right? Yeah. It's on the last two buttons <laughs> of the uh, thing, and it's still too small for my head. It's like squashing my head. So I have to try and find flex fits that fit. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's just me personally. But Emma doesn't have that issue because she's like tiny. I've got pinhead. Drew, <laughs> 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 would you say as a brand then, if you if you take Adidas, have you do you work towards a specific age? Do you work to a specific group of people? like golfers let's take golfers because obviously you get golfer who is four years of age versus 90 so yeah. as a as a company you can't take no. all of them from a brand from a clothing point of view so do you have is there something that they've kind of worked towards in terms of age gender yeah yeah we do we it's interesting emma because um when when we first uh, you know adidas has made golf products since the 70s some of you will remember uh, Sandy Lyle winning the Masters, I think it was 1988. Sweaty Pitts, but he was wearing Adidas. Bernard Langer wore her shoes back in the, the 80s as well, um, the 90s. Um, but when I when I joined the golf business in 2002, I was I was living over in Germany in our head office over there and, and moved to, to Hampshire because of tailor-made Adidas golf job there. Um, and it was kind of like, a, that's a young person's brand. And that's changed now. And I think that's because people like me who are in their 50s um, grew up with the brand. So I'm very familiar with it. So whereas I'd be a slightly older bloke on the golf course, um, I think people in their 50s, 60s are, are comfortable with the brand. Uh, but to answer your question specifically, we have what we call global news. So we have a, we've created this man, and his name's Tom. And we created a woman, and her name's Carrie. And Tom is 38 years old, and he is an avid golfer. He's a low single figure handicap golfer. He's a member of a club, and his name's on the board several times. Carrie's 42. They're not related. Carrie's 42. She grew up with the game. She left it for a while for maybe it was family, maybe it was career, but she's come back to it. And so we design our product and our marketing for Tom and Carrie. Now here's the interesting thing because you're right, we yeah, we'll get kids' product. It's difficult to, to bring out, you know, market to people who are six years old to 66 years old. But we believe there's what we call a drafting effect of Tom and Carrie. So I'll give you an example. I think I am Tom. So I, I, you know, I, in my head, I'm 38, you know, I'm a decent golfer, you know, I'm down the club and then I look and I see my father looking out at me and I think, what happened there? Um, but I cannot, there, there's older, you, you, do, you don't wake up in your 50s and say, hmm, time, time for a card to get a pipe. You know, I think especially now, you know, 50s are the new 40s and so on. So you still want to dress relatively contemporary without making a fool of yourself. If you ever see me in a golf course with, some of our cuffed bottoms just run up and hit me in the back of the head. If I am not, 
put me out of my misery. I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> um, but I want to look, I want to look a wee bit cool. You know, I want to look sporty and cool. And so Tom's relevant to me. But if I'm 20 and I'm looking up at Tom, I'm thinking, you know, I want to be that guy one day. He's got a nice car in the car park. He's a good golfer. He always looks the part. His name's on the board. I want my name on the board. So Tom and Carrie have a drafting effect. But that's who we aim when we're thinking of design and yeah. uh, marketing and even colour palettes. A lot of research will go in by Adidas, uh, who we, we, we have teams of people in the company not, for, not just for golf, but we, we every department liaises with them. And they'll say, hey, look, camouflage is becoming important. Pinks are becoming, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. So greens and, and uh, browns will be fashionable that year. And so we know that those fashionable things, whether you're 55 or 15, you see that in the shop window, whether you're looking in Gucci or Zara, you see the, that colour yeah. palette, and that should be reflected in our colour palette too. Essentially, it's Tom and Carrie that we market. Love that. Actually, Tom and Carrie are going through a facelift just now because we've used them for the last three years. And we want to make sure that three years later, they're still relevant. So we're actually going through an exercise just now where we're um, you know, looking at them and thinking, you know, is this, are these characters relevant for now in the next three to five years? Well, I will say, I, I've looked at a load of the Adidas stuff recently. I downloaded the app a few months back, and I'm scrolling through all the golf stuff. I haven't looked at any of the other stuff because I just haven't had the opportunity. But I will say, the kind of range of products across the board, mm. even to some of the, the really new stuff that's come out with the, I don't know what you call it, but the collar is more of yeah. a, a T-shirt rather than a... It's a crew collar with a little logos yeah. around it. Yeah. Mm. All the way up to the polos with the, the classic colours and that you imagine some of the older guys wearing. Yeah, like you literally are catering for everyone. And I, I'm, I yeah. think, I think that some of the other companies out there are doing it, but not as well. I don't think. I'm going to be really honest. In my opinion, well, I appreciate no that as well. I appreciate you lying to me. To, I mean, saying that to me. To it's, <laughs> it's genuine. Like, because, like I said, I obviously wear a lot of uh, uh, Nike stuff, but. Yeah. Let's see many of the, the older boys wearing it. They wouldn't even touch it. But actually, yeah. you see a lot of them, the Adidas guys going. Well, there. I think we, we, we believe in a sort of golfing uniform. Yeah. So Tom, this guy, Tom, he's got, he's got his monthly medal or, you know, the, the um, club champs. He's going to come out classic looking. He, want, he probably wants to come looking like DJ, you know, Navy and Navy or... Uh, grey and silver, you know, he's, he's, he wants to come out classic looking. Um, but then on another day, where he's just playing with his buddies, they're maybe going down at Cornwall to play golf. He wants to play, he wants to wear something a bit funkier, just a, a little bit more outlandish because he's he doesn't want to think about what he's wearing. And we used to call it, uh, and it's been quoted, um, the petrol pump test. And 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 certainly, Ben, you'll probably resonate with this. So. You go, you go up in the morning to play golf, you put on your gear, you're looking in the morning, you're like, I, I am the business, I shoot low today. You go play around, you don't shoot low, you're in the car on the way home, you need gas, you need, sorry, gas, you need petrol. And you pull in and you're outside your car and you're, <laughs> and you feel people looking at you. You're like, what? And then you look at yourself and you're like, what on earth am I wearing? <laughs> Trousers, my pink top on, my, yes. it's like, oh my goodness, and my gloves still out of my 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a teeth was out your back. <laughs> so so that no one likes that. Um yeah. more and more you'll find that Adidas and other brands, because there's a lot of really good brands. Yeah. And of course I've got a lot of admiration for a lot of our what we would call our competition. And the trend is that um it's more lifestyle. So I can wear it fill in petrol, I can wear it to the pub, I can wear it in the golf course. But there are things within there that are really quite contemporary. And we got a lot of brilliant stick on social media when Vacuum Neiman played, uh, was it Riviera? It was Riviera. And he had an untucked T-shirt. Oh, my goodness. The Instagramosphere went crazy. And it was about, it's not scientific, but I think it was about 60 70% hate and 30 or 40% we love this. And when we get that much hate, I think we know we're doing something right. We're pushing boundaries. We're an athletic contemporary sports yeah. company. And we believe golf is a sport. So we're pushing well, boundaries every now and then. No, I think that's really cool. Another aspect of that, I would love to know that 30 or 40% of people that love that, what age range they fit into. They were in young. Terms of, yeah, I was going to say, it must have because... Because we, because we, we quite often the, the subject comes on up about golf and its inclusivity and its accessibility and some of the silly rules and the sillier yes. etiquettes around that. And um, we've got to get people playing as much golf as possible. And I know we briefly touched this on the phone the other day. And mm. I think in every aspect of our life, trends have changed, haven't they? But for some yeah. reason, we seem, we seem to be trying to cling on to some of these rules with golf to try and keep we've got to keep this standard we've got to keep this level yeah. but actually i think we all forget that just getting people to play golf is the most important thing about in. this we need Absolutely. them in we Absolutely. need them all like it doesn't matter what company or brand you work for or what club you're part of mm. if you're not getting new members if you're not getting more no. people involved at yeah. some point golf's gonna die and we don't want that yeah. do we so i think i think it's really important that we keep pushing pushing these boundaries in every aspect yes. every aspect and I think, and, and by doing that, we're, we're appealing to two kinds of people. We're probably appealing to a younger consumer. When, when, you know, like Hatton's hoodie. Oh, my goodness. When he won at Wentworth, by the way, yeah. you couldn't, we couldn't have paid yeah. for the coverage. It was wonderful. The BBC had it covered. Everyone. So we made it a lot. Weren't they sold trophy. out within, like, I love that. Oh, right. sold out. They were sold out before I, the Monday. I tried to get them. I couldn't get one. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get one. Couldn't get one. You don't know Maybe. anyone at Adidas, though, do you? So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, it, the coverage from that was great, and and there it was at Wentworth, and and I seen some I seen some uh, comments on social media. Can't believe he'll wear anything because Adidas tell him to. Well, first point, no, he won't. None of them will. It's a relationship. Yet they're sponsored athletes, and Tyrrell and DJ and Sergio and Xander, Bakim and um, Dan Berger will, will are spot. We pay money for their sponsorship. But it's a collaboration of what they wear. We can't say, hey, we need you to wear those, those, and those. It doesn't work like that. We present the product. They get comfortable with it because this is their living. So they've got, they got to be comfortable in what they, they're wearing and how they look. But the comment was also, and they don't even sell it in Wentworth. Yes, they do. The hoodie was sold in Wentworth. Wentworth have stocked Adidas for a number of years. We've got a lovely relationship with them. Uh, so good, I've actually taken him around there last year. And um, 
sure my invite's on the way, isn't it? I'm it is. Sure. So you, well, actually, that day was just Emma that turned up. So, um, I had your invite. <laughs> so, Thanks, Em. So my issue is with Emma, not you, Drew. Em. No, no, that's all. No, of course. So we, we pushed the boundaries there, you know, and it gets people talking and it gets a debate going. And there was a club in the northeast of England who said, based on Turrell Hatton, put a thing on Twitter, based on Turrell Hatton's dress code, we just want you to be aware that such and such a golf club will not allow this. This is the yeah. dream. And we were like, brilliant, because everyone <laughs> realised how dumb this club was. And I asked a rep, what's that club like? Is it really quite posh? And he's like, not at all. So it wasn't even that cooler, exclusive a place. So, so you know, we don't just do that. Other brands do it as well. Uh, but I think pushing the boundaries, but still respecting um, the sport of golf with its traditions is important. We don't want to be too radical too often. There's times and places to just... Where do you think it could go, though, Drew? Like, if, if you got... Obviously, you're talking about this, like, every three... Is it every three years you just look at this per, these these two people No, we, and they we look at them when we have to, and I think, I think it was time we were due to look at Tom and Carrie. Um, it's a really good question, Emma. I mean, right now we're looking at... We're starting to develop a product for 2023. Um, and the golfing uniform will still exist. But we, you know, the hoodies not going away, the sort of crew t-shirt necks not going away. We've got a range of product called Addy Cross, which is very limited. We don't sell it very broadly. We just put it in a few places and online. That's, you know, the cuff bottoms and the, and the, the, some, of the some of the funkier apparel pieces. I think it will continue to do that. It will evolve. And, and you're seeing it from other brands. I mean, look at Grayson. I, I love Grayson. I think Grayson's a great brand. It's, you know, high-end, um, mercerized cotton products and so on. But um, what's his name? Eric Van, is it Eric Van Royen, the South African? He wears Bruce. puff bottoms. And he looks great. He's a big, handsome guy. He looks great. And I think that's good for golf. It's like the driver that's come out this year. You don't need to buy it. But if you want to buy it, you can. It's up to you. We're not, we're not, no, yeah. no brands forcing anything on anyone. We're creating a look and a demand. And I think it's resonating, especially, say especially, but also with this new golfer that's came to the game in the last year, who's in his 20s or in the heart, well, mostly him in his 20s and 30s in the harder 40s that have come back to the sport through the pandemic. Appeals to a lot of them. I do think um, that your prime prime green, the new thing that you're talking about is just like... Yeah. Because um, I've, I've had a couple of items and I do think that is the way, which I love that a lot of places are going, a lot of manufacturers are going, is this the environment? Because I think a lot more people are thinking of that yes. now. And just making sure that it's sustainable and yeah, it's the number one you know, the most important thing to Adidas as a company, just in terms of its product. So we have what we call prime green and prime blue product, and there's there's lots of ways to protect the environment, but Adidas has chosen in plastic waste because someone could be watching this and saying, yeah, you're into the environment, but you still use planes and. And, and shipping and, and they're right. So Adidas has said 
let's end plastic. Let, let's play our part in ending plastic. So if a product is prime blue, it means the product is plastic that's come out of the ocean and recycled into fibers to make product. If it's prime green, it means it's recycled polyester. So this shirt, if I throw this away and it's, it's um, recycled, it'll be turned into another product, along with other plastics and, and other polyesters. So our aim is, I think, by 2025 to have all of our product, none of it's what we call virgin polyester, because that's not good for the environment. It's all going to be recycled. I think in golf today, I should know this given my title, but I think it's over 80% of our apparel is recycled <laughs> and over 60% of our footwear is recycled to some extent. And here's why. There, there's a couple of... Wow. There's an environmental issue there because it's important. But what, I also, what we also believe is the consumer is very aware of this. When we launched this pro product, when we were selling it into... Because we sell our product like six months in advance into... I know you guys are at the Kendall Shore. So we, we would go there six months in advance and say, hey, this is coming out next year. Do you like it? Here's the colors. Here, here's the prices. And we said to them, and by the way, there's a recyclable story here. And everyone was really interested. People you wouldn't think selfish mm. was, <laughs> they're a bit grumpy. They care. Because I think their consumer cares, their family cares. I know my son and daughter care about it and they've educated me. We believe that if a consumer sees a product and they know it's recycled, they'll resonate with it. It'll endear them to it. They've got to like the look, color, fit. And, yeah. and if the product next to it from another brand is not recyclable, we think ours will have an edge because it's something yeah. the consumer is um, conscious and passionate about. It's really, it's, it's a good thing you brought this up because it's actually a question from one of the old uh, listeners on Instagram as well. So it's social golfing and he actually, had, what's the future for Adidas and making more items recyclable, which is obviously what we yeah. just discussed. But he's also asked, um, are, are, is there any way we can trade in our old clothes in terms of hand them back in, do that? Or is it something that you're thinking about or is it not even on the radar? But he's actually no, no, there's actually... A thing called um, again, I should know the title. Given uh, this one, it's, it's like look product. It's literally product that you buy, you wear, you hand back. We regenerate it into something else, and you rebuy it. And that's actually being piloted this year, not in golf, unfortunately. Um, but that will become a bigger part of our offering uh, in the future. But I would say, you know, take your old clothes. You know, I, I take more clothes to charity shops, uh, but yeah. it's not related to somewhere that yeah. we recycle it because companies like us and others will use it. Um, uh, 100% all recyclable by 2025, if not sooner. We try and hold on to our, our clothing for the young people that we work with. There's some, well, none of them are my size, hardly ever, but in general, we try and hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but we try and hold on to it just to hand it down as much as we possibly can and hmm. recycle as much as we but possibly can. But eventually it'll be done, you know. And it'll be yeah, done. it's good. It's just, it's nice to know. It's kind of refreshing to know that or hear that big companies are thinking about it. And uh, I know it's everywhere mm. on the news and we talk about global yeah. warming and the environment. The consumer, so, again, no the end. consumer, Ben, is smart. 
and, yeah. and fast fashion was very fashionable, but it went out of fashion very quickly when the consumer realised the product was getting thrown away. It wasn't good for the environment. It was being made in sweatshops a lot of the time or some of the time. And for big companies, you, you're a big target. If you're a big company, you're a big target. Yeah. So if you, I, I can tell you, we are bulletproof in our factories in terms of working conditions and salaries and so on. And I know that our, comp, you know, the big obvious competitors of ours in sport, Nike, um, um, Puma Under Armour, people like that, their factories are bulletproof. Yeah. So well, they have to be now. Also they have the right to be. Reason. I guess they have yeah. to be though, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it's for the right reasons as well that we're all thinking about that a little bit more. It's because um, mm. we, we're as individuals at home, we we try and do a lot, don't we? So it, we it'd be known, nice yeah. if the bigger brands start doing that as well. It'd be great, and it sounds like Adidas are doing a great job. We've um, we, we're doing all sorts of the plastics and washing, yeah. getting rid of the plastic and detergents and all sorts. Yeah. We're doing, and that's being led by my wife. It's a real life, isn't me, it? But yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's really 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 important. Um, well, I, I've got one more. I've got a couple more questions for you here, Drew. I've got loads actually. <laughs> We've got so many. Because um, um, I know we covered covered this a little bit more. Um, I'd I'd like to know what else is important to Adidas in golf. Because I know, I know there's loads of things that you've mentioned already. Is there anything else that we haven't missed just yet? Well, the probably the most important thing, actually, um, and that is, um, so Adidas, quick history lesson, was created by a man called Adolf Dassler. Adi Dassler, that's where the name comes from. And his brother, Horst Dassler, started Puma. And Adi Dassler and Puma are in the same small town just outside of Nuremberg in, in southern Germany. But Adidas's philosophy remains with us today, and it's basically everything for the athlete. So everything we do in terms of making product in golf is to help the golfer play their game. Because if your shirt doesn't fit or it doesn't wick away um, the moisture from your body and you fatigue, if the hem isn't long enough, or the sleeve shoulder is cut the wrong way, or there's not enough material across here to turn, your game will be adversely affected by much. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not if you're playing a driver that's 10 years old versus one today. But everything we do is for the athlete. Now, there's some fashionable stuff amongst all that, but we pride ourselves in everything we produce is for the game, for the golfer, for the athlete. And, and in golf, we say um, we're born of sport, so we're a sports company, but we're rooted in golf. Golf's important to us um, because we believe golf is a sport. It's becoming more athletic than it's ever been. And I was accused by a, a, an, actually another company. I said, you guys don't give a monkeys about golf. You know, you, you, you've only been in it recently and you'll go elsewhere if you get fed up. And I was like, no, we've been in it since the 70s. We'll be, we, we're passionate about it because we believe it, it's, a, it's a, an important sport. And we will be in it for the future as far as we can see. There's only one Olympic sport Adidas don't make product for. Make product for every discipline that you'll see at the Tokyo Olympics except one because every one of them is a sport 
and we want to make product towards it, but there's one we can't. What would it be? <laughs> is, it, oh. is it fencing or something bizarre? No, we make fencing. We make fencing product. Curling. We make. Do you? Oh my god! Oh my god! Let's keep it to summer sports, though. Yeah, let's keep it to summer Olympics. Summer sports. Okay, summer sports. No, no, not summer sports, but uh, the Summer Olympics as opposed to winter. Summer Olympics. Shooting? No, we make product for shooting. (laughs) Um, I'll give you, I'll narrow it down. The GB team is all Adidas, right? Has been for a couple of Olympics now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's one team that we don't make product for because it wouldn't make sense. Because there's nothing we could do for that person that would make them perform better. Equestrian sports. Well done. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That's the only good thing I've ever done to this podcast. Former CEO said, <laughs> that is... there's nothing we can do to make yeah. the, the horse jump higher. So everything else we make it very much, including those. Wow, I didn't know. That just shows you, though, how massive a brand Adidas is. And you just don't think of that. You really don't. Yeah. But, like, um, I I remember, so when I started playing golf at 13, 14, I had a pair of Adidas traction golf shoes then. So that Mm -hmm. was a few years ago. So when people say Adidas isn't... But it's probably the last... So I've been at Kendrickson now five years. So I'd probably say the last eight or nine years that Adidas, in terms of shoe brand as well... Mm. The golf shoes, they have just taken an absolute yeah. rocket, I would say. And I guess when you can yeah. just see it because the three stripes are so obvious on players nowadays, aren't they? Really? I've seen I've seen a big difference since we left TaylorMade, and, and, I, and this is not disparaging to TaylorMade whatsoever. But people like me, and there was lots of us in TaylorMade Adidas golf. I was responsible for both brands, and. It's difficult to give 100% to both. And because TaylorMade is, you know, my, it's only my philosophy, is one of the superpowers alongside Callaway, Titleist, and Penn. They're the, they're the ones every golfer in the world will, will yeah. you know, what's going on, who's playing it. Adidas maybe suffered a little bit. But since the day and hour we sold TaylorMade, guys like me and you guys, and girls that have been come along, we're only thinking Adidas all the time. So I'm seeing a big jumps uh, in terms of our product performance. And we touched on earlier that um, people are, are, are loyal to brands. Um, and our opportunity is every now and then someone wants to try something different, we capture them. And we brought, we've had a, a shoe in the range now for many years called the Tour 360. It's always been a great seller, over £100. One of the best sellers over £100 in the golf market. Then about... Four years ago, in 2016 or 17, um, we had a problem with a heel and it ripped your heel up. Yes. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. And um, so we had to rectify that really quickly, but it's it's taken us a couple of years to get people's confidence back. If you think even further back, there was a shoe called Addy Zero, which had a very aggressive... um, One that tore the greens up. Tore the green up, yeah. And it was actually, I actually know the guy, he was the head of the Greenkeeper Society of England, wrote an article on it. And we met him years later. And I was like, do you realize what you did? And he's like, oh, no idea. Because there was a, we were actually using the same cleat as another very well-known um, golf footwear brand at the time. But we got... Uh, uh, no guesses. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but 
you know, you so you you got to work hard at recovering from that. And you know, um, for example, last year the code chaos shoe through the roof, massive. Keep them in stock. Yeah. And this new one, this ZG21 that you can see, or the ZG21 as the Yanks call it, and you see Dustin and uh, others wearing, can't keep it in stock. It's, yeah. it's so of all the things that worries me in our business, product isn't one of them. Product's getting better every season. And I'm delighted to see that our women's business has really taken off. Yeah. The female golfers familiar with Adidas brand they maybe wear it to their yoga, their, their gym, you know, leggings to go for a coffee with the girls and so on. It's a very familiar brand, but it wasn't quite transcending into golf. But that's changed in the literally in the last 12, 18 months. Yeah. And bookings for our women's product um, are, are through the roof because the product's getting better. And with concentrating on carry, everything that carry wants is a, is a global muse seems to be resonating with the female golfer and things are a lot more I think it, yeah, it, it is fascinating because I get I get asked all the time like what like who can help improve the women's mm. golf brands and and I generally think manufacturers are doing so much more than they used to yes. and it also the point that I generally don't think you guys and girls can do any more because you've got ranges you've got colorways you've got different shapes you've got different sizes um, but at the end of the day, it's got to go into pro shops and women have got to buy it. And I do think there's still this stigma or I don't know if spending X matter on a polo for a woman, mm. whereas a guy will go and spend 120 quid on an expensive polo shirt because he can wear it outside. And I think that's what's changing a little bit is yeah. this since lockdown, people have been wearing activewear so much more. And, yeah. you know, I think people are all right wearing a polo shirt walking down the street, whereas I yeah. generally think... Or a little hoodie that you can wear. A little hoodie. Um, or just a t- yeah. So I think, I do think lockdown, in a bizarre way, has kind of made people chill out a little bit with what they're wearing. I agree, you know, Emma. I agree. I think, I think that's um, been really good to see. You know, I, I, there's a couple of things in that where, for women... Um, the female market in the UK, you'll probably know, is only about 13, 14%. Whereas in Germany and France, it's over 40%. Um, but it's, it's, it is growing and it is an important market. And Adidas are passionate about the female category. If you, if you follow Adidas Women, you'll see it's an incredibly yeah. important part of our business and is actually set to become even more important. We've got a couple of exciting athletes like Danielle Jessica Porter. We just signed Charlie Hull for footwear. Um, Have you? Wow. A couple of weeks, actually, yeah. So, so the, you know, women, the women's business is really important. But you touch on a point there where, and I, I, when Ben and I caught up a, a day or so ago, I mentioned this, where I, I don't want to belittle the pandemic at all because it's a serious thing. People are dying. Uh, we've got young women in our office who lost their mum and dad in a week. Uh, absolutely tragic, horrific. And so That's awful. I don't want to belittle it. However, the pandemic has been incredible for, uh, as you touched on there, Emma, athleisure. So I'm not, people call it brown shoes for men. I'm, no one's buying brown shoes, they're buying sneakers. Um, people are not wearing a, buying a nice dress, they're buying something to 
lounge about, but they can smarten up as they go out. So it's a much more casual, sporty, athletic look. And mm-hmm. guess what? We're a sports brand, so that's working well. But at the same time, a lot of people have come to golf would never have come before. And golf is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to put their yeah. arms around these people and hold on to them. It's um, it, yeah. it's it's created a, a bizarre opportunity in many ways, hasn't it? And I think, of like you say, it's it's a terrible time, a terrible, mm. terrible time for lots and lots of people. And and like you say, you don't want to belittle it at all. No. Um, but we, you, like for brands like yourself, like you say, they, they, they um, it's it's an opportunity that it can't be missed in in many ways because it's just. Mm. It, I was I was trying to hit on the point earlier on that Adidas as a brand is fashionable in general at the moment. Like if you, with all the young people we work with, young lads, young girls are wearing Adidas and they've all got their socks pulled up with the Adidas three stripes down the side and they're wearing some kind of tapered leg tracksuit bottom with a hat and t-shirts or whatever. Adidas is everywhere, which I also think is helping with the Adidas ladies golf as well, because I think those people are starting to grow up and fall into golf, like we just talked about. And actually Adidas, a brand that I know of, and I'm quite familiar with the brand. I trust the brand. And then you're bringing out all this cool, like I've said before, this cool stuff that fits all everyone, all all shapes and sizes. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's it's a great opportunity, a great opportunity. So on a, on a different note, Mm-hmm. Um, how many pairs of Adidas trainers do you have? <laughs> trainers are golf shoes. Trainers, trainers. are one Just... pair of Ultra Boost all the way up. Black, black, really? black, black um, Ultra Boost uh, trainers. I, I get to the gym uh, when I can. And golf shoes, I, 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 I slam old drivers that tell me to get new ones every year. Yeah. Uh, I've got the ZG21s. I'm Desperate. I've actually got, when we go back to golf, I've got the Tuesday, I'm taking Tuesday and Wednesday off on holiday to play golf. Oh, wow. New shoes uh, on those days. Have you got the bow ones or have you got the laces? Ah, do you know what? The the bows are amazing. In in Asia, I'm going to say, well, let me be more specific, Japan, South Korea, over 85% of all golf shoes are bought. In this country, it's about 10%. So, ever hear from about people i think not a phobia i hate laces i hate in fact i put my trainers on today just to show you so i any laces i'm gonna take this off i tuck them in so if i'm if if there's a lace flapping around in a golf shoe you know the one percent freaks me out so boas that's why i would have them all day long because they are amazing boas are amazing Love the love so, the convenience and the fit of both. Yeah, rarely see them though. In I, I know that sounds silly. No. I rarely see them. The only person I ever yeah. see wearing them is Emma. It genuinely yeah. is Emma. Like, <laughs> they, they don't sell well in this them. country. They're more expensive as well, Ben, because boys are separate. Ah, okay. We've got to take their technology and put it in our shoes. So it's expe- It makes the shoe more expensive. Uh, and oh, I didn't know that. They're very expensive taste. So that's why it's. <laughs> but I do think it's like one of these things, and when you put one on, it is the perfect fit because oh, you can right. obviously you can wind it whichever back or front. You can you can wind yeah. it to the point that it is like 
It doesn't matter if one foot is slightly this way or this way. Whereas laces are just this weird, flappy. Yeah, and some people will say before, oh, you find it, it, it relaxes a little bit halfway around. Yeah, because it's leather, normally a leather construction shoe, so it'll change. So you just give it a quick twist and it's fine. Yeah, just a one little click. Love it. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, thank you to your research and development <laughs> making those bad boys. <laughs> So on to the next line of questioning, I'm afraid, Andrew. Um, so in your opinion, how do we get more people into playing golf? I know we've talked about the pandemic and that's helping a little bit because it was mm. possibly the only sport we could all play at one point. And we've talked about the young youngsters, yeah. but how else do we get more people into golf? Do you know what, Ben? Uh, it's, just, it's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And I probably don't have the definitive answer. What I can tell you what is what I believe we believe is that golf needs to be more accessible to everyone. It has to be more diverse. Um, it's got to reflect society more. And I think there's an opportunity there to, to market to people who wouldn't normally play the sport. A few years ago, a body in golf who will remain nameless, and it, you could guess who they are, but you, you get it wrong, um, I believe, in three guesses, you still get it wrong. But they said brands like us were parasites to golf and that we made our living from the sport. And I found that deeply saddening um, and offensive because... Everything we do, and in golf, and Nike, who's our biggest competitor, um, and, and FootJoy, and uh, Galvin, and Puma, if you look at those brands on tour, on TV, it's on players who excite and inspire us. That is our effort. Um, getting people off their backside and down to the golf course. That's all we can do. We can help help yeah. make it look exciting. We can, the manufacturers can help with equipment that's easier to hit until you're ready to play something a bit more bladed or whatever. So is, it, is this like a, a genuine conversation that you have to have sat around the table making decisions about this? It, 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 is this a question that comes up a lot? How are we going to get yeah, all the time? To all the time because Golf is not dying. and It wasn't dying before the pandemic gave it an injection of new people. It's been stagnant for 15, 20 years. The people we lose every year, we get them in. Uh, but it's not growing. So the question is, how do we grow the game? <clears throat> and I think manufacturers like us, hard goods, soft goods, are overwhelmingly trying to make the game exciting and inspirational so as people will try it. The rest is up to the pro and the golf mm -hmm. Because that's the destination. So yeah. one But you can't win then as a brand, can you? Because you're putting money into these players. At the end of the day, um, if you see the top five male pros or the five women pros, mm -hmm. that's how people get into golf because they see them play. And then your class is a parasite, which are just generally Yeah, that, that that's gone. I'm glad to see Emma. That that thinking has gone. Yeah. Um yeah. let me give you a, a, an example of that. So that comment wasn't from the RNA, uh, but I'm delighted to share with you. Um, it's out there, it's not very common knowledge, but we're partnering with the Adidas is the brand is partnering with partnering with the RNA 
at the Women's Open this year in Carnoustie, uh, when you go into the merchandise, we are the only brand. There's no other got. There's no other brand in there. And the army cool. came to us. That's like, cool. Sorry. <laughs> we like what you're doing. We like how important women is to to your brand. What would that look like? Mm -hmm. Full disclosure. I said, hey, you know, I don't mind if you have another. You know, if we're the dominant brand through this partnership that we're agreeing, but I don't mind if you have another brand because actually, I think there's more competition in women's brand than than there is in men. A lot of really good. Scandinavian women's brands and so there's really nice stuff out there. And um, yeah, and he said, no, no, we just want Adidas because we want to be associated with a contemporary, progressive sports brand that are serious about women, box ticks. So it's lovely though that RNA are know, thinking about it, aren't they? So yes, whereas Nat, you go back 20 years, the RNA were like, no. Whereas it seems like they are really up in their game. Yeah, with there's, a, there's a, there's a new thinking and... in the army. There's a, there's a, yeah. You know, I think they are, they are they're regenerating themselves. And, and it's, re it's really encouraging to hear. Yeah. Really encouraging to hear. Especially where, and like me and Emma, well, not me so much because I'm just playing the game and fumbling about all over a golf course. Whereas Emma sees these young people coming in and they hear about the RNA and Mm. old stories in fact old yeah. stories from people about yeah probably the negative side of things so when we hear things like this it's it's really cool and when you can start talking to young people about it yeah that's great As really, PGA, really you know bodies like pg and arnie are yeah. really getting their act together but it comes back to my point there the arnie will do work the pga will do work brands will do work it's then what does that feel like and look like to the golfer when they go to the golf club? And my big yeah. concern, you know, full disclosure, is committees. Now, the golf club are of a pretty good committee. I've been there a long time and I've seen some rubbish committees too. You don't like this and don't like that. And, you know, someone told my, me, your daughter's skirt's too short. And I'm like, she's 12. You know, what on earth are you? You know, it's so... Um, I'd lose my marbles. I'd lose my marbles. Your wife came for your wife came for you to pick your daughter up and she was wearing jeans. Yeah, she was only picking her up. She doesn't play golf. And oh. I put this in front of me here. So this little statue here, my daughter won that at her club. And I wasn't there. I was away in business. My wife sent me the photograph of her collecting it next to another girl. And she had ripped jeans, ripped jeans on. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Spoke to some of the women. I was like, do you see my daughter? Yes. You know, well done, Andrew. But, you know, she was wearing ripped jeans. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. She's a kid. I, I don't she's like jeans. To... I never want to see jeans in a golf course ever. But committees and yeah. golf clubs have got to be welcoming. They've got to take down the barriers. You know the Grove Golf Club up the other side of London? I remember going there for the first time and all the staff in the shop and in the bar and everything were all wearing jeans and I thought, good for you. I don't want to see jeans in the golf course. It's not on the radar, but just places that you think, yeah, I can relax here. I don't need to yeah. worry much about what I'm wearing. I can use my mobile phone, you know, courteously rather than shouting across the yeah. bar. So golf clubs have this great opportunity that the brands, the RMA, the PGA, the Golf Foundation, Everyone's driving people to golf. But then what does it look like at that club? Mm. And um, there's still a lot of work to do there, I think, really.
there there are I, and i think we we're, we're lucky at the Candleshire, our club are, are brilliant and they are really i wouldn't say relaxed is the right word for wearing but they're open to people yeah. wearing all sorts like i i've yeah. worn hoodies playing around the Candleshire quite often and i've wore I will wear all sorts. I will wear anything to play a bit of golf, but not jeans. Don't get me wrong. However, I've had comments made to be me, even me wearing shorts because I don't wear trousers. I'm one of these these um, weirdos. Yeah, I'm gonna say that weirdos that just wear shorts <laughs> full stop. Even got married in shorts. I'm literally really? not wear trousers. Wow. But <laughs> the amount of times I get pulled over by some of the older boys get, telling me that I need to start wearing some trousers on the golf course or I need to do this and I'm like yo this is no. like it's this wrong is and, and if you're new to golf or, and you you we all remember what it's like first going to a golf course it's quite an intimidating environment so if someone says mm. that, you're crushed um yeah. would it be great if the tour players could wear shorts during oh, absolutely yeah why do they like from a from a brand point of view We'd why or why do they not why do they not wear shorts? They only changed it, I think, last year that they could wear it on the practice day on the Wednesday. That I can yeah. remember that being big news. I was like, yeah. I was like, finally they've let them wear shorts. And then I was like, oh, it's just for practice rounds. <laughs> it was exactly. uh, so I think that I think things like that would help because I go to America yeah. quite work and you go into this a country club environment in shorts and you're wearing the hat. Mm. It's very relaxed, very welcoming, very friendly. We're a bit stuffy. And um, that's changing, um, but it's still got a long way to go. No, we but I do think if a... you think, um, oh, sorry, if you if you in can. terms of in terms of shorts, mm. so a girl can wear a short like a pair of shorts. Yeah, guy. So surely that's a discrimination. <laughs> surely that's a discrimination perhaps, yeah. kind of thing. Well, um, hey, but like we. You guys, we actually use it. You guys have seen it. There used to be an, an advert in every uh, clubhouse. Oh, it's top. horrible. And then which one? Cut yeah. in half. Here's what you can wear and here's what not to wear. We, we, we love that in equal proportions. It's like so ridiculous. Yeah. Aged chino with a hint of... <laughs> Pink socks, like light you know, bright. Three pleats like, So yeah. that's changing. That, that has yeah. improved considerably thanks to... I like to think us and lots of other brands, but we've still got a long way to go. People have yeah. got to recognise that what I'm what I'm wearing when I go to the golf course is for golf. It's it's for the game, and, and I'm I'm kind of traditional like that. You know, do you remember Ian Potter wore his Arsenal shirt shirt because it had a collar on tour a few years? Mm. Ago? No, yeah, I, it was gross. I thought that was good one off, but I'm not. I don't want to see it go too far that way because golf has a look and a feel. Yeah, but it is becoming more. I agree. Like when you play golf, like as much as I want to feel comfortable, I still want to look dead smart to an extent. And Justin yeah. Rose used to see it look good, um, play good. But yeah, yeah. And, and he's right. Feel we good. Want yeah. to, we want so to look right. Mm. Uh, it does. It is a nice. Uh, well, get a new polo shirt, or whatever you're wearing. You get to wear it around the course. New hat. Yeah. Just yeah. a bit smart. Oh, All those... colour coordinated, if you can yeah. be. And like you talk about the petrol station earlier on, <laughs> I am that guy every day because I try and wear golf stuff to work <laughs> most of the time, just in case I might yeah, get an opportunity to play. <laughs> yeah, play nine holes here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. Um. So. There's like, like we've got quite a few more questions for you, Andrew. I'm afraid. Oh wow! Uh, well, fire uh, away. So if you don't mind, we'll go yeah, there. What time? <laughs> fire through them. Oh, we've got. We haven't got 
in terms of time, I am conscious of time, obviously, because it's sure. an evening. We'll we'll try and keep it down as low as possible. But sure. um, let me just get to the the important ones. I know I know somebody's asked me about golf balls already and how what what's your knowledge around golf balls. Uh, but the the question specifically was around how do you feel about the argument of um, rolling the ball back to cut the distance on tour in terms of making it a little bit less powerful is probably the best way of putting it. It's, a, fun, it's a really funny one, isn't it? For a guy who, you know, a good deal hit it 260 yards. So, you know, what difference is it going to make to me? But um, I think everyone's excited watching Bryson hitting it over the water for a mile. And, and, and yet we want to see the skill and so on. Short answer is, Ben, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. I think it's an interesting one because I don't want to get, I'm looking at a picture of St. Andrews in front of me uh, behind the screen. And I don't want to, get to a place where they can um, overpower every golf course. And I think the Genesis, uh, the LA Riviera, shows how a well-laid-out golf course um, brings a, a lot more shots into the game. So I, I think golf course design can, can do a big part of it. And I think there's certain regulations. Like the ball just now cannot be made any more uh, illegal. You know, drivers have got Drivers and balls and irons all have a confirmation standard that they can't go uh, beyond. And I, I'd like to think if they keep it there and, and are smart with golf course set up, it could get that argument away. But yeah, I think there's I think golf in that one. I think that it's been pretty evident in the last few weeks how not irrelevant that conversation is in, in many aspects, but the fact that we've got Bryson versus yeah. Lee Westwood in yeah. two of the yeah, big tournaments straight away. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch it, and I was obviously was backing Westwood all the way because uh, just because... English. Um, yeah, he's English, yeah. and the fact that he's so, not... I was going to call him so old then. He's not so old. He's old compared to everybody <laughs> he's else. Older, he's yeah. Yeah. And Bryson's smashing the ball left, right, and centre, yeah. and Mr. Westwood just straight down the middle. Well, most of the time, anyway. And yeah. it was just fascinating. They're scoring the same amount of yeah. strokes. yeah. But doing it in very different ways, and I, feel, I suppose that's the beauty of golf, isn't it? If you can kind of bottle that up, that's it's, they're yeah. doing it really well. Exactly. Um, exactly. Do you uh, do you have any thoughts on the odd ball, Emma? Do you do you think about that much? Um, I think personally, that golf's changing. So when Tiger Woods came out first, he was smashing it miles. That's what got golf. That's what got so many people into golf yeah. was the fact how good he was, and then everyone up their game. And everyone's the same now and they're like oh we don't like that anymore yeah, whereas i've seen when they at the open when they make the rough as rough as they possibly can mm. and i mean that is wonderful so they're still given the opportunity because they're all given the same opportunity bryson mm. three years ago was like a little rake he has worked his absolute bum off he's eaten obviously quite a yeah. lot of whatever so they're all given the opportunity to go and work at her so I just think if golf courses, I quite like that they can hit it a long way, but they should be penalised a little bit more if they hit it slightly offline. Exactly. Yeah, and that's no, golf agree. course. It's cheaper to probably grow a bit of more grass than yeah. do more research and development on a golf ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love the fact that someone like Bryson's hitting it so far and then you get to see him struggling out of the rough or doing something like trying to play that wonder shot, the second shot. And then, like you said, you've got the Lee Westwoods of the world hitting it down the middle of the fairway, nowhere near yeah, as far. Different then, game. No, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, look, at, I mean, look at uh, uh, Colin Morikawa. 
one of our players, not a big hitter, but what a golfer. He's oh, yeah, unbelievable. Going to win again. Uh, Xander, similarly. Yeah, mm. but he, it's exciting because it's athletic and it's power. We like that because it's sporty. But it's not the be-all and end-all. But it's, it's an interesting one. I don't have an answer definitively. Yeah. One I think... Um, he continues I think Rory probably hit the nail on the head, didn't he, a few few weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that now, when he's saying, why are we trying to change like less than 1% of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, there's bigger issues. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It's not cool. So then, yeah. following on from the... We mentioned Tiger a minute ago, um, and it's talking about your athletes in general. Are, are, is golf missing a superstar like Tiger being reinvigorated again, or... Are, are we doing okay with all the, the stars that we've got so far? Do, do you know something I'm trying to say about that? Do we need yeah. somebody that's hey. an, out, an out superstar? Or are we okay? Tiger, Tiger's once in a generation. And and yes, we need him. And mm. I, I think the fact that he is black is is good for the game because I think the game has to be more inclusive, has to be more diverse. And, and there's, you know, up until very recently, one of the best golfer in the world. And I, I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing him play. And there's just an aura about that guy. You know, it's just, there's, but there's not, there's, the second part of that question is, yeah, well, because I mean, look at Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is probably about five foot nine and, and 12 stone weight through. But what an exciting player. Brilliant. You know, a big guy. Um, that, DJ, DJ is one of those guys. If you've seen him, he's just the coolest cucumber in the world you know he's he's really he's got a real presence uh we've done we did an event with him and he's actually very funny as well he's as laid back as as he looks Sergio one of the nicest guys so we've got and if you ever go to golf follow Sergio for a couple of holes guys yeah the, um, I've heard that before I've heard that oh before. Go, go to Wentworth and he doesn't play Wentworth does he so much but he he's he's pretty special get down to Royal St George all being well uh this year so I think golf's got a lot of great stars, and um, but there's a lot of ordinary guys as well. Let's not mention any of them because our opinions might be different. But they look kind of out of shape, and they look a bit funny, Daddy. Uh, but they're up there and they're doing well. But I think there's enough. There, there is lots of excitement around the game, um, and and I think that's a good thing because again, that's about that inspirational thing in sport. But yeah, there is someone missing in the women's. But it's funny, with Michelle Ween, she was competing in men's games and stuff, and that just went wrong because she could have been really yeah. quite special. Um, dominated by a lot of Koreans uh, in the women's game. But I, I think, I don't know about you, Ben, but a lot of blokes like watching the women's game because it's just, it looks a wee bit more familiar in terms of how they hit it and how far they hit it. I love watching the women's game. I think it's... Oh, I'm, I watch loads of it. Yeah, I watch loads of it, and even you say it's relatable. The, some of those girls now are oh. hitting it miles, and oh. I stand there thinking, "This is incredible!" <laughs> like, why? And Emma knows that I'm a, an advocate mm. for the women's game, anyway. But I just yeah. I don't understand why more yeah. people aren't watching it. Why? Why are we not getting the airtime that it's, it deserves? It's a tough gig, it, isn't it, Emma? For yeah. the women's game, and I'm yeah, absolutely, it is really. absolutely delighted that the ISP Handa in Northern Ireland in July. Will be a mixed field of men and women, and the oh, I women love will that. be the same as men. And I'm delighted that we are doing some work with that. Um, the people That's great. 
running it. Yeah, it's it, there's a, there's a lot of great athletes and um, you know, Daniel, well, it's you know, funny. Rise is brilliant. We've kind of stumbled onto this conversation a little bit already, but it's, it's another question. We've had another question about this already in terms of the opinions on the pay gap between pro women and pro men, um, including really the questions. size of sp- sponsorships deals. Um, yeah. Is this is this going to be challenged moving forward? There's a, it's actually quite a long paragraph that I'm not going to go into all the details. But Well, look, I tell you what, in Adidas, we believe in equality. We pay all our star, all our athletes, rather, the equivalent amount men and women um, and also in terms of any sort of win bonuses and appearance fees and so on everything's the same um, as far as I'm aware um, and I believe that there has to be more equity now there's an economic argument that says well you'll get 40,000 men a, a day 40,000 people a day at the men's open and 10,000 a day at the women's open so they, they, there's not enough money to pay them that shouldn't prevent us trying to make it uh, equal and mm-hmm. I think there's a big job to inspire uh, young girls and women into the game because it's a brilliant game I, before you know before we started this I told you my best golfing story ever was playing Pebble Beach with my daughter by far and I've trust me I've had some good golf trips but that is the best memory in golf I've ever had and we'll I, come I, on to the details of that a bit later on there's a question for you later I promise all right okay so <laughs> You know, my daughter's given up playing because she, since she went to uni two years ago, but I believe she'll come back to it. I think it's such a good sport for young women. I really do. It, it's incredible. I think um, I, I mention this quite often. I've got a young daughter that's um, six years old and I am trying my hardest to get her to play golf and she loves golf, but we're fighting a gymnastics battle like I explained to you yeah. the other day. I know that's okay. That's good. I said to my daughter, pick two sports, one's golf. <laughs> the daddy wants to go. Yeah, you have to choose what. Yeah, and she chose netball, and so she was passionate. But you know oh. what we do is we make them play football, hockey, rugby, netball, tennis, golf. And I said, let's pick two. And she went golf and netball. Uh, well, we're, we're trying. We're, we're interested, obviously, to have loads of sports. But I just love the fact that I can rock up to the Kendershire, play on the academy yeah. course, which is a little practice area. And I can go around right. and she can go around. We can whack it all over the place. Have a little laugh and a giggle. There's not many sports you can do that with your, with yeah. your kids or with Brilliant. older generation. I, I just love it. And I think when we talk about golf being accessible, inclusive, it is already one of the most inclusive sports because I can play against yeah. Emma and compete. I can, can play against somebody and with it can a be handicap. Fair. Of, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, you can't just, do that in football, can you? No, you can't rock no, up and play against. Or rugby. Exactly. Or rugby. Yeah. Sport. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a f- phenomenal sport. My only, re- my only regret is I didn't play it as a young, as a, as a kid. I didn't get until till I was in my thirties. Yeah, I can join you with that. I wish I'd played it when I was younger. Really, Drew, did you get into golf because of working for ads? Or I you... no, I was thirty-five years old and I finished playing football. I bust my knee. Oh, I was picking up golf clubs, so that was my my way in. And then I mm. the golf job, and I thought I better, I better get into this. Yeah, year. no, I don't <laughs> play. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Right, so last question in terms of ones from people that have asked them, uh, and then we're going to. So I, I'm going to call them sillier questions because there okay. are <laughs> silly little questions that we bring out every week. Um, sure. So um, the questions. I'm sure you've had the opportunity to meet some great people working for Adidas and TaylorMade. I've just added that bit because I didn't know about that. Who has been your favourite? Who has been the most knowledgeable? Who has been the funniest? So you've got three questions in one. So favourite oh, wow. person to meet. 
I know that's a really tough question. So, Most so like a sports star, like a sports star, a golfer. Yeah, not necessarily just golf, but everything. I mean, I, I, I'm, um, I'm not one of those guys that get you know flustered when when I meet a superstar, and I've been lucky um, to meet a few. But years ago, I met Zinedine Zidane, and I was a I was a wreck, and uh, cry. <laughs> He was just this, he's the best um, footballer I've ever physically seen, and there he was in front of me. And oh, um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I met David Beckham once, and I realised in that moment I fancied him as much as my wife does. He's gorgeous. <laughs> he's gorgeous. He is. Yeah. Does he like have the, the presence like Tiger Woods? Like I imagine he yes. has got the aura oh, that you. He's not a big guy. He's, just, not, he's not a big yeah. guy, but I, he walked in. And I was like. Oh. Oh my God, I love you. He's a gorgeous man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a similar and, experience with uh, Johnny Wilkinson when I met him. Right. Uh, when he, I, mean, I was just like, like yeah. I I some people you. have got it. Some yeah. people have got it. Um, um, I think I, I, I had a brilliant one with um, Sergio Garcia. I've met him a few times now, and he's, he's a really great guy, lovely, genuine guy. We played a couple of holes with groups uh, in Berlin, a couple of places. And it was, we were on a par three and you had to get inside Sergio Garcia on, on, on. I managed to get it on the green somehow. My two playing partners put it left and right. It was, you know, cringeworthy. And so we were putting out and I, I kind of choked and I left my putt halfway to the hole. And he walked by me and he got his, his lips out and he dropped it and he said, oh, is that your lipstick? And I was that close to saying, so what you're talking to me about putting? I thought I'm not, not going to learn it. <laughs> he's, he's actually, I, I couldn't have been happier when he won the Masters. My daughter and I were up telly cheering. He's he's a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, I met Franz Beckenbauer and Johan Cruyff for you older football lovers out there. Um, and that'd be about it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't get that flustered. I've met more interesting. Or not sports stars. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, do you get to meet like the designers? Like, have you ever met yeah, Stella yeah, McCartney? Yeah, or... for sure. Yeah, we work closely what with them. What's that like? I, it, you know, they're all a bit. They're far too cool for me. You know, so. They're, 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 but when I when I went to Germany to work, I I worked at a mentor, a German guy who was a mentor, and he was a, he was an older bloke. So I'd be early thirties. He'd be, I guess, I guess sixty, and he was employed by Adidasler. And I just thought that was the coolest thing that this bloke knew personally, the creator of our company. And I just that, that was special. Yeah, that is a cool. Mm. So then, on to our silly questions. Then um, I'll say they're silly. They're not really silly, are they? Um, we just like we just like yeah. to level the playing field a little bit, and we talk about something that's relatable to everybody that comes on. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we, well, favorite golf course you've ever played. Um, probably Pebble. Pebble Beach. Oh. Well, I played it twice. It's very, it's wonderful. So Pebble Beach. That's been an answer a couple of times actually already now. Um, yeah. And then next question is: course, you most want to play that you haven't played yet. Um, I, I really want to play this Dunbarney Links. This new place up in Fife. It's getting a lot of mm -hmm. views. Um. And in this country, actually, 
Turnberry Eels or Royal Dollar. Royal Dollar. Oh, don't. Um, I've been, I, do you know what? I'm so spoiled. I've played a lot of nice places in Donner, Kings Barnes, Ailsa. Uh, I love Presswick. Um, Wentworth is, is a great environment. But yeah, this Dunbarney, everyone's raving about that. Um, played Torrey Pines. Played wow. By Glasgow Gorgas. I'm so. Have you been? Have you been to Augusta to watch the Masters? Have I've you been ever twice had one of those? And I, and I would. What is that like? It's the most special environment ever. I rec. You, you go to you know your golf travel in these companies and you get a deal. Do yourself a favor. Do it. It will. Really. So, absolutely blow yourself. Wonderful. It's like, it's on the bucket list for sure. The most special yeah. place. We 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 were in hospitality there and, and actually went into Butler's cabin. And uh, funny, we're talking about what you wear. I was wearing shorts and a polo shirt, and I walked into the butler's cab, and they were all there, you know, members of the patrons with their green jackets on. I went, hello. Walked out. I was, hello. Hello. <laughs> 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 I love that. And then, okay, so next question. Um, it's kind of split into two. Uh, and the reason it's split into two, because we need a golfer and a non-golfer. So if you had the opportunity to have a caddy for the day, who would be your golfer, all right? And the next day you had another caddy, who would be your non-golfer? It can be anybody. It can be professional athletes. It can be people that you know. So who would I have on, on my bag? On your bag, yeah. As a golfer? Advising you around the course, Oh, my yeah. goodness. So it's, it's a little bit more in-depth, that. In that. It just it might not that be just is. somebody that you, you think that is a cool person to be on the bag. It's somebody that yeah. might help you all the way around. I think Professor Brian Cox got mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, so something along those lines. Well, I think for that, no, for a non-golfer, give me the quintessential grizzled, old, grumpy, typical Scottish caddy you'll get at St Andrews or Turnbury. I love them. I, I, <laughs> because they, they bring you right back down to earth. Very quickly, but I think, <laughs> you know, see that hill over there, son. Just hit it somewhere near that. Poof. Aye, all right, not bad. You know, smoke, drink. I love that. I love <laughs> it. Just that for me. I do. I encourage everyone when we go. We're actually going to Scotland. We just booked up Tunbury, my golfing buddies and I for uh, June. And I always say, when you do the Ilsa, get a caddy. I love it. Um. So so. Uh, yeah. Any when, any one I of those. <laughs> so I'll have one of them and as a golfer on my bag that's a really good question because again I'm not I'm not I'm not see I wouldn't want Tiger because I'd be petrified I'd be petrified <laughs> on my bag so um, I had the pleasure once of, of having a few drinks with John Daly so I'm going to put John Daly in my bag yes. like, oh wow I'm a, I'm a fan of John Daly I've just amazing. got this up a new, a new <laughs> John Daly John Daly head cover I've got myself in the right. last few weeks. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of John Daly. I'll do it yeah. all over. I'll probably, Is he I'll Carnage? Because I off. just imagine Carnage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he'd be, you wouldn't give a shit. You'd just go and enjoy yourself. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I'd probably think of something far more profound an answer when we finish the call, but let's go. <laughs> it probably says a lot about me. Some old sort of crazy, grumpy, alcoholic, Scots caddy. and. No. <laughs> 
isn't every Scottish person. <laughs> Almost, yeah. You're allowed to say that, you pair. You're allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, my parents are I'm from le- Scotland. At the moment, because it changes from week to week, I think I'm leaning yeah. towards a, an Eddie Pepperell at the moment. I'd quite like to have him on the bag, just oh, because I know he'd, he'd just yeah. take he's the mickey out of me all the work. space in golf, isn't he? It's really interesting. Ah. Carving out his own space in golf. And I think he's interesting, isn't he? He's not, he's not conformist. He's interesting, yeah. honest, and and he seems still really into intellectual as well. Yeah, I think he's double yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Mm. absolutely. Not that I know him. I'm saying like he's like my best friend. Yeah, like, yeah. He also, yeah. He's <laughs> not, he's not cliched um, when it comes to the interview. He ta- and I love that. I think it's refreshing when, when athletes of all sports just tell it how it is. Yeah. The footballers are come on, obviously, the lads done well, obviously, we worked really hard. It's like nothing's obvious. Stop saying obvious. Talk to us from heart. Tell yeah. us how that game felt. And I think Eddie Purple does that. Is there any other guy? I loved it. Do when... that? Sorry. I was no go for it, Ben. Sorry. I was just going to ask, is there, is there any other golfers that do that, like Eddie Pepper? They're just so open. Does Brooks Koepka uh, lean into that a little bit? I think Yeah, sometimes? I think him slightly intimidating. I think, you know, if I was interviewing, I think at some point he might want to punch me or something, you know. <laughs> He's big, though. DJ's big. I mean, DJ, what do you love about the Masters? The sandwiches. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so the, just a... give us it honest. Give us it, you know, yeah. be, humble, be respectful that people are watching, but tell us how it really is. Don't it was the bog standard answers. Okay, and then you're going to be playing Pebble Beach again, saying it's your favourite course, uh, and then you get the opportunity to choose your four ball, you included. So you've got mm. three picks, and it can be anybody, anybody you like, golfers, non-golfers, uh, people that are dead or alive. It can be absolutely anybody from your family. It can be oh. anybody. You've got three picks. I know this is hard as well. I'm putting it is hard. Yeah, this was a really tricky one. <laughs> I would play with my daughter would be in there because if I could even replicate that experience I had with her by 50%, I'd, I'd take it in a heartbeat because it was it was so special. Um, we were literally the two caddy was carrying both her bags, and her and I were walking up the fairways arm in arm. It was just it was magical. First yeah. Pebble Beach. So Really quickly, then, before we go back to the uh, the, the, yeah. the four-board story, we do ask uh, if there's any one golfing memory that you could bottle up. Right. What would it be? And I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me I now. I think that might, so might be well... the, that might be it. Yeah, so yeah, jump we, we got that. to the seventh, the par three, and we got our photographs taken. It's actually on my Instagram account, I think. And two of us hit literally a pitching wedge. Um, and we were both about five, six feet above the hole on either side. And I rolled mines in. And I looked at her and went, you got to put it in. And she put it in. <laughs> we high-fived. And she walked off. And I looked around and I thought, uh, she'll never forget this. You know, when she's a woman. And Don't you think those on. moments are the, the goosebump oh. moments, though? The proper, oh, for like... sure. And, and we yeah. walked up and I, w- I was almost in tears as I put my arm around her. Yeah. Going to next oh, that's incredible. So it was so magical to, to be there. Um, so yeah, that would be my best moment. But the so the four ball, I would right now I would have um I, I this is really shallow, it's rubbish. So my daughter would be there and I'd have Stephen Jared and Walter Smith, past Glasgow Rangers manager, current Glasgow Rangers manager, because I'm a big Rangers fan. <laughs> and 
the two of them uh, have done a great job. Wallace Smith's not very well just now, so he's in my thoughts. Oh. Thoughts because we just won the league for the first time in ten years. So really rubbish, shallow answer, but probably then. Yeah. No, it's, it's we'll your answer. It. it can be whatever you want it yeah. to be, yeah. and the fact slipped in Steve, Stephen Gerrard as well. I like Stephen Gerrard. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's a good lad. He's we a, like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's a good lad. Uh, I love the fact that he um he was able to reply to the uh the the interview the other day about working for Liverpool or being the manager of Liverpool. And yeah. He's like, they don't want me. They want Jurgen Klopp. We want Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, and I, I love that Jürgen response. Klopp, I was yeah. like, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, he'll go there. Hopefully, he'll go there one day with our place. He's done a good job. He, that's where he belongs at the moment. So he seems, he seems good. I like his attitude. I like his manner. There's no fuss about him. You know, like that. So, um, so yeah, that would be that would probably be my. You know, it'd be a four ball where I enjoy the band, where we talk a similar language, where we've got something in common. I think if I played with you know, um, Aristotle or David Bowie, you know, people that I'm familiar with or, and admire, it would be too intense. I want to enjoy my yeah. life. So I want people yeah. yeah, similar language. It's funny because there's so many people, you ask that question so many times and people always lean towards, I just want to have a bit of fun with it. I yeah. really want to just yeah. have it. And I think, that's, I think it's brilliant. But do you know what I think, Ben? We should do a recap of everyone's favourite moment because that makes every single one of us smile when you hear it because you can totally like think you even though I know Mia but like Ben doesn't know me but he could probably imagine exactly how it is for you and I yeah. think everyone's stories so far have all kind of just yeah. been so wonderful to make you realize golf is this magical, it is a magical every so often and I it's love it much. I absolutely love it it rings true because I've got a daughter you know like, let, let me retract that I'll take my son out as well for a golf and he's a he's a good golfer. <laughs> <Can we try laughs> yeah. He can down about five handicap, but <laughs> yeah, let me let me let me leave out. I'll take Walter Smith and, and my son and daughter. Oh, love that. Just in case I he ever that. sees this. He's like, oh my gosh, edit that. Oh, cheers, Dad. <laughs> no, brilliant. Oh. No, it's um it's been a pleasure having you on, Andrew. Yeah. It's been it's been really insightful and actually I yeah. feel like I've learned loads I feel like I've well, learned I hope so. a lot I mean it's it's been fun for me as well guys um you know it's broken up a day I think we're all struggling a little bit with with lockdown I'm a guy that travels a lot I don't I'm not traveling at all so to break up my day and, and just chat like this with you guys is, has been a real pleasure uh, it's good to meet you Ben Emma it's always thank been, you spend time with you I hope it's been vaguely interesting I hope it's given you and anyone that cares to watch a little bit of insight into our side of the business. You know, my old man was a was a coal miner. When the mines closed, he became a bus driver. And I don't consider what I do a proper job. I consider what he done as a proper job. And I'm very, very blessed to work in the sports industry and the golf industry for a great company who's looked after me through thick and thin. I've had health challenges and the company's always stood, stood by me. So... Uh, it's not lost in me how lucky I am. Uh, you know, I'm a, a wee boy from a council estate just outside Glasgow, and there I am playing Pebble Beach and Turnbury and so on. It's not lost on me how very fortunate I am. But I know how busy you are, Drew, so I can't thank you enough, because I know we wouldn't have been able to pin you down because you would have been so busy. So thank Emma, you so you, much you've met my wife, Audrey. She's delighted to have a couple of hours away from me. <laughs> 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 Good. I know. Thank you, Drew. It's been welcome, a, I really have yeah, loved it. You. And um, I think everyone would have loved listening to this. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, thank you very much. Take care and we'll see you see next you week. <laughs>